The Fellowship of the Real is going live starting February 18th. The podcast will still be the polished, shiny, beautiful thing it is, but if you want to see the ugly side, the unedited side, the we'll-fix-it-in-the-mix side, then tune in February 18th at 10 a.m. U.S. Central Standard Time, or thereabouts. You can ask questions and leave comments during the show, and we will do our level best to respond. This time, we will be reviewing Hot Fuzz and Blade Runner The Final Cut. Yep, that's right. Tuning in live allows you to get a review weeks before it comes out. Did I mention it will be ugly, unedited, and that we'll have to fix it in the mix? See us there. Facebook.com, Fellowship of the Real. At this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, well, here's, here's what you should have done. And I'm thinking... Yeah, right. It's one of my favorite openings ever. And I've watched that alternate ending, and it is garbage. It doesn't go where you think it's going to go. There's a monster. I am I'm ready for it to be over. Well, but I, I'm not sure I can even fully explain why I love this movie so much. I had some issues with the scene. Oh, uh, my feelings on it have not changed. I fell asleep until the screaming. This is actually where I started enjoying the movie. This is one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema. I thought that should have been cut completely. Oh! Well, I'm sure it's artistic and you just don't get it. All right, here we are. Fellowship of the Real, Four Friends, and a movie. Uh, this time, it is nobody's pick, uh, strangely enough. We, uh, as a group, uh, went to a special event. John Cusack was in town, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and he did a Q&A after a screening of one of his movies. He's in the movie. We call, I call it a John Cusack movie. He, he said he filmed it for, he was on set about a week. It's not a John Cusack movie, I think, in the traditional sense, in the sense that he's like the main guy. Anthony Michael Hall and uh, Molly Ringwald are the main people. Uh, he is a minor character, but he does have some screen time. Anyway, but he was in town to do a Q&A after a screening of that movie, so that was very cool. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to review uh, 16 Candles after talking about our experiences at the Q&A. And uh, as I say, this is nobody's pick because we only, re- well, we eventually probably would have reviewed this movie. Eventually. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but except for John Cusack coming to town, we would not have reviewed it uh, at this time. Yeah, definitely moved it to the front of the line, I guess yeah. you'd say. It was a special thing. It was really cool because how often does – the last thing I did like that was Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith yeah. did a Q&A for Red State. He ended up staying for three hours and answering every – it was like a six-hour event. Yeah. He oh, answered wow. everybody's question, and Kevin Smith is so verbose Yeah, that – I was enthralled. I was like, oh, my God, it took forever to have him answer all these stories he told. Sure. John Cusack was a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd love to see Kevin Smith. Yeah. it. They were awesome. totally different. Uh, John Cusack, that man is a saint. Yeah. Uh, I got to say that. Very patient. Very patient man <laughs> with the audience, you know, because they were serving alcohol at that event. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been a bad choice on uh, the venue's part. Well, they got to make their money. Considering some of those questions, there's no way some of those people weren't you know, feeling it. Sure. Well, I, like I, I started thinking about like rules of etiquette at one of these things. Don't be a fucking dumbass. <laughs> that's, that's sort of the umbrella. The, the, the main thing is don't, don't be drunk when you ask a question. Okay. That's what I was going oh, to oh, well, well, I have well, the public service. Well, go do your public service now. No, yeah, I was just going to say, if you, if you attend one of these events with the, you know, question and answer thing is don't be drunk when you ask a question. Yeah. And that then would be nice. the other thing is to please, Think carefully before you speak. <laughs> yeah. Because 
that, I'm going to laugh at you or I'm going to really roll my well, eyes at you. And I don't know how John Cusack didn't. Because he, well, he did he, say some things. He but. puts up with it because, I mean, as much as the movie, this is also a, a promotion of his brand and his and he can't. Well, yeah. put money in his pocket. Like I was saying is every person, as far as I know, paid at least 25 bucks to be in there. Yeah, we, we got the cheap seats and they were, what, 30? I can't remember. What. Yeah, so it, just 25 yeah, is a nice round like number. Bucks. They were like 50 a piece. Were they 50? Yeah. I don't like, remember. Yeah, I feel like Either we way, paid like 100 bucks. Either way, Mr. Yeah, Cusack. With the, the fees the and everything. And fees, Mr. Cusack yeah. was able to put money in his pocket sure. to help pay his taxes from California right. and all that. I'm glad he, he's doing that. And it's a good way to make money. But the people, you know, you pay your t- you pay your ticket price. They feel that it's a and a They get to get up there and well, just ask whatever. Unfortunately, and I wanted to say this to you all the other night, people, I love people, but they're stupid. Yeah. Yes. And they confuse Mr. Cusack, Mr. John Cusack, with being every single character he's ever played sure. in life. Yes. I believe they think, that. They think that him and Molly Ringwald hang out every day. Him and, <laughs> him and John Hughes texted every day John Hughes was alive. Yes. That and God bless Mr. Cusack because he tried to kind of tell him that. Hey, I worked on this movie for a week when I was 16. Yeah, right, right. I he worked, was still going to school. Like, I got remember. Still, yeah, yeah, and like, oh, yeah, I maybe maybe did one more John Hughes movie, and he kind of yeah. fell. He did his own thing, and people just think, oh, he was the brat pack. He was. They well, get him confused with. And and that's him. another thing. I had a friend who asked um, Corbin Burnson about one of his, uh, when she met him, she asked him about one of his um, co-stars on a show and he got angry. You know, you're there to meet that person, ask mm-hmm. them questions about him. Yeah. Don't say, who right. do you hang out with? You know? Well, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so my rules would be don't be drunk and don't ask the stars for personal favors. Can I have a hug? Can I, uh, it, it instantly creates like I felt on the spot for him. Now what do you do? Right, right. Because right? if you yeah. refuse, no, some people are gonna think you're a dick. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah, yeah. The first one got yes. Uh, how clever you got. You got. You were the first one to ask. Sure. Everybody else, no. Yeah, that was one of the few things I thought the moderator did well. Was all right. Everybody knows the rules. She was the first person to ask, and she's the only one that's gonna get a hug. Like he shut that down very quickly. Because as soon as Cusack, you know, like you said, he was on the spot and he decided to be nice and give her a hug. I'm like, oh shit. Now everybody's gonna want that. Sure. It's gonna be a mess. You know, I'm not gonna witness him get. You know, fucking mobbed. Well, and what was the next lady that came up like two or three later? She wanted an autograph. Was, they wanted, and then two or three later was, hey, I heard you're not married. It was like, well, yeah, there was like one so to ask. Like, yeah, so many like borderline proposals. Well, and just so much. Yeah. It blew my mind. And I guess, I guess that's the only time I've been around something like that. Like I've been to Comic Cons and stuff, but it's, it's very. You know, get your autograph or get your picture yeah. and get out. It's a cattle yeah. call. You're and in a shoot. Why. You're in a shoot. You got 12 seconds. Go. Right. Where this? That's yeah, literally why. my mind. That. And yeah, yeah, maybe it was the alcohol. I mean, they should probably have a breathalyzer at the on the line when well. you go for your question. Sorry, you blew over the limit. You That's what I told my girlfriend. He needs to hand the breathalyzer to him and then the microphone. Yeah. Well, you yeah, have to think, blow under <laughs> under and it's like water. He didn't even have alcohol. Like I would have right, wanted yeah, some to no. sit up there and put up with that <laughs> sure. shit. But yeah. it, it, people assume familiar. I, I think they assume familiarity. Oh, this is a yeah, famous like star. Said. They're gonna love me, right? You know, we're gonna be best friends. Yeah, like James said. Yeah, yeah. you're the the guy from you're the guy, and that's what one of them said whatever. is. Oh my God, you're so down to earth. You're everything I thought you'd be. He's like, I've been sitting here five minutes answering bullshit questions. Yeah, yeah you don't. You don't know, know him. You didn't go through something <laughs> with him. Yeah. yeah. How do you oh, know them? Yeah. And y'all, we saw the guy out in the parking lot, the one who asked how to where he wanted to go to Hollywood. He wanted to so do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's a creeper. She thought he was. Like, I, I, 
Well, he he um, had a quick little funny line. Yeah. He was the thing. John Cusack's again serious answer. God bless that man. He answered him the right way. Yeah. Stay here. Do what you're gonna yeah. do. Find some friends. Make stuff. You there don't is, have uh, to go to Hollywood. There's a Lone Star Film Society. There's uh, screenwriting groups both in Dallas and then there's Fort Worth has got. There's a there's a, there is a film industry and and it's I think it's becoming increasing. Yeah, there's a complex. They're looking at building in Mansfield. Yeah. Right. Like oh, that mil- awesome. two hundred million dollars or something yeah. stupid. Like uh, there's. I mean, if that goes through and and I know. Taylor Sheridan with Yellowstone films a lot of his shit here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And Tulsa, uh, Wells. Yeah. Tulsa King with Stallone just right up the road in Oklahoma. So yes, and and, and uh, Sherry sent that article. I haven't read it yet, but there's this there is this consensus that big movies are sort of not what they used to be, and that the real action is in independence and low budget. Like I think Cusack was exactly right. Uh, get a camera, get a script, and go make something. And the idea that it has to be a tentpole, I think everybody wants to be a star, yeah. But the idea that you can't do something meaningful regionally or have it go national and still be independent, I think is a misnomer. I think I think that's where the excitement Independence Independent is the way to go. If you can get a thousand fans yeah. to pay you a hundred bucks over the year. Yeah. That's a hundred grand. That is a living. Sure, and if you can do independent things like that to a small group, like like John Cusack did. He played in front of three thousand people. Yeah, pocketed maybe ten grand. Sure, and he did it in three cities in Texas, and he's going out. Oklahoma. Yeah. It's that and, small uh, independent spirit just making it work. Yeah, and and, and that I mean, was his advice. Yeah, there's there's the festival circuit and all that where you could get, uh, and especially with all the streaming and everything, and. Uh, yeah, I think that some of the more honest and better stories are coming out independently, probably than because money is such an overriding factor on. Yeah, on, yeah you got to have some yeah. kind of money, but thankfully everything's as inexpensive as it can be now. You can film a movie on an iPhone, edit it in your i suite, yeah. or I don't have i iPhone products, but yeah, no, no, the technology is there that wasn't yeah. before. Yeah, um, hell, I can make an album right here by myself with my stuff. Yeah. Like, you can make a movie. It may not be great. I'm not saying my album would well, be great either, but you could make it. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's where streaming, in all honesty, where streaming is coming in as far as, like, to me, like a good thing. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they're just putting out so much content. And you see, like, before it was like you, you were a movie star or you were a TV star. Yeah. And if you were a movie star that then started doing TV, it was viewed as a negative, like your career was going backwards and now you're on TV and doing TV movies and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like you see so many stars oh, no, doing it's... streaming because I think the, because they want to tell original stories and the content and like, that's where like, it's, yeah, yeah. TV, TV or streaming, the streamers are putting out better stories than, than Hollywood right now because it's most of Hollywood, like you said, is this tent pole and right yeah. now it's superhero bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and. And so I think I think Cusack was right on. Like that guy, who I guess you have to have an idea of of what your career will look like. And apparently, this guy thinks that Hollywood and the and the big movies are his career. But that is a hard nut to crack as a writer or anybody. Sure, the right. odds are you might astronomical. Yeah, I mean Cusack said you can go to Hollywood and knock on doors if you want, or yeah, you could stay here. And, uh, and I've always heard like some of the it 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 it, it sounds counterproductive counterintuitive because uh it's it doesn't feel like it's going to happen but the idea of you going to hollywood they're just going to shut you down but if you do something that attracts their attention they're going to yes. be begging you sure and and paying you for that product 
So I think create something and make them come to you is almost. You own it. Yeah. You know, you own your brand, you own your idea, your intellectual property, whatever it is. And the the funny thing is, is when that kid said, I'm going to go out to Hollywood and, you know, try to be a star. The first the first thing that came to my mind was always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. When sweet D Reynolds just looks at him and goes. The, the kid, they picked up a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker's going to Hollywood to be famous. And she goes, oh, honey, <laughs> they're going to love your sweet little body and gay porn. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> like, well, I hope oh. he knows how to serve tables, wait tables. Yeah. Like they're just going to chew you up and spit you out. You have, that's not well, the plan, kid. Not there's the plan. Uh, like, like every, because it's the joke, every, every waiter and, and hotel uh, mm-hmm. you know, has a script. They're they, dropping they, scripts they, and paper towel dispensers yes. and uh, setting it down with their tickets and their their yeah their the, bills. The yeah. Austin Film Festival had a little bit of a snafu last competition because they got so many scripts into their competition. They had trouble reading and rating them all, and apparently some didn't, and so didn't get read or anything. And so they yeah. had to issue this apology and all that. So the, yeah, uh, it is flooded with everybody who who has a vision of their career that you know is and that's what it goes back to is just if you have an idea don't go try to hand it to steven spielberg don't go try to hand it to do it try to find somebody local in your area or even online yeah there's a bunch of tutorials there's a bunch of guides there's people have done it yeah you could be the next one that's super successful like george lucas just sure do your work write what you know yeah so so i back yeah, I, I was, gonna well, I was say, just going to say. I, I, so, as far as getting back to Hughes, I think that was rock solid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I was going to add to what James has yeah. said. Back to the um, do your thing and you know get the rights to it. For instance, this is a TV show, Destination Fear. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of ghost shows out there. Oh yeah, Destination Fear. They were canceled. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Well, they went on YouTube and they explained. They owned all that equipment. They owned the rights to everything. He did all the work. The guy yeah. did all the work. He did all the editing. So what did they do? They took it to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably have an instant 10 million followers, right? Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. So they're And they're going to and they're gonna control all that money now because of advertising and all and that. And they probably can do it for a lot cheaper. They do what they want. They don't, you know. We, we watch a guy. I think I, I like his videos, but they're... Uh, <laughs> Adam the Woo, and I don't know if you've ever seen him. He, I don't know that he even plans. He just goes somewhere and he'll just stream of consciousness talk. And sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes he'll film himself eating a sandwich. And like, I don't know. Anyway, he's got a lot of followers. And some other video guy tried to break down what they thought he made per year Mm -hmm. based on his followers and advertising and all that. And this guy with a, with a, a, a camera and just, filming himself eating sandwiches and talking about places. It was something like $250,000 a year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Makes me sick. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it can be done. And so uh, Cusack was right on about, you don't have, there's not just one vision. And in fact, that's probably the worst selection of visions because it is so hard and, and so difficult to break in and, and the odds are against you. The odds are 100% that you could go right now and make something, you know, I, I just want to bring up real quick the reason that we're still talking about this question in particular that was asked of Mr. Cusack yeah. is because there were maybe two or three honest, solid questions yeah, that, yeah. the whole night. The rest of them was, 
What's your favorite movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like how he fired that back every time. Yeah. Oh, because again, he was a saint and super humble about it, and just super nice, and yeah. was like, "Well, just there's so many, I can't really pick one." I'm well, the what, same what's way. Your favorite? Yeah, what's like, your he favorite? would fire it back to the the person. Well, I don't know. Me, I don't know. And he goes, "See, yeah, it's yeah. really hard." Like, and he got so tired of asking that. Like, yeah, like you said, James. Like, there were some people asking it over and over. However, I do think different the guy variations that, of them. favorite yeah. movie, favorite books. Well, know, at least right. they formed a question. There were a couple of people that couldn't even form a question. And he's sitting yeah. there going, and well, at one point he says, "Is there a question in there?" To yeah, that, to that. That was... and 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 the audience, like, <laughs> I think I had gotten up by, to stand by that point because uh, those chairs were chairs, and I'm six two, and anyway, uh, but certain questions, especially that lady that sort of just like, and she stalled, and there was like these moments of silence, and. Are you going to, because people around me, I could hear the groans yeah. and I could hear people saying, are you going to ask something or take her off, put, you know, put right. her down, you know? Yeah. So the She's audience. Like, I'm going to ask you something. I'm uh, now this is going to be really, I mean, it's, it, it's really personal. It's going to be. Yeah, no, and then it wasn't. I and mean, she said something you can bow out right now. I'm yeah, like, you can what bow, do you mean? Like, yeah, there was so, all this fucking buildup. And, and then, then it was, I think it was, what is, what was oh, the she lost movie? her nerve. She lost her nerve. She was going to ask him oh, something. And, and then change, yeah. Change yeah. her mind. Yeah, oh, it's probably not a good idea. That's probably what happened. My, I didn't think that. I've been there. Yeah. I've yeah. been halfway through a sentence going, oh, shit. Yeah, wave I? off, Ghost Rider. Um, <laughs> I get being nervous. <laughs> now. Right? The people that were nervous, that didn't bother me, obviously. But sure. The, but yeah, the but ones that friend, were asking stupid stuff. Yeah, that. Her friend was the same them. way. Yeah. And as they walk away, everybody's talking about them, and they're still in their own world. Uh, they, they were drunk as skunks, I'm sure. I'm, I think now, so. The guy that asked about the panties, I think he was. Oh, you know, the, the, there was a lady really next to, to me know, that you know? just absolutely wanted to jump the balcony and go strangle his ass. It's like, come on, you perv, or whatever she yeah. said. I mean, I mean, yes. Um, and we'll get into this when we talk about sixteen candles, uh, anyway. But because I have some thoughts about that, and, and uh, uh, that was anyway. the same douchebag that challenged him, right? Like he, because they talked about, or was that a different guy? They talked about MMA and talked about Cusack's, you know, yeah, which I didn't know, martial arts or whatever. And then, but he said. And I challenge you. He's like earlier. You you told the, the young man to to you know oh, to go make independent about stuff, making his own stuff. Well, I challenge you, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sure no Cusack. Cusack's a celebrity. Who the fuck are you, man, to tell Cusack like what? Well, to but do? he like, does that stuff. He he said he made something down in South America that's on Netflix. I we need to look right, that that's up. That's what he did. But like, even if Cusack hadn't made anything small like that, like I just sure, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Where did this where the balls on this guy to get well, up and tell the because they're friends, man. Stage. Those guys are best friends. Then yeah, his they're mind. best friends. Yeah. <laughs> They've they've been they I were guess. drinking with each other in the green uh, room. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah. John Cusack's right. on the same level. He's drunk too. Right? Oh, oh yeah. Right. Okay. Now, uh, I, I I think I might have sort of had some inkling of this, but it, it certainly was brought out. I think as Cusack talked uh, to James's point, a lot of people think, oh, Cusack, he's all those guys from his movies, but he's not. I because th- he he made certain remarks like uh, he likes the subversive stuff and the dark comedies. I think Cusack is more of a artist and thinker actor. Yes, than he appears to be in 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 his teen movies because he made those when he was a teenager and early twenties. So he's, but even back then, I think he was looking for more meaning in his roles sure. uh, than you know some of those teen comedies. Well, you yeah, can- that and his his comments about some of his movies were like somebody's like yeah you know we spent all. You know, all week watching all your movies, whatever, to build up for this. And he's like, well, you, do you need any of your money back on some of those? Because, you know, like he made several references to some, how Bad he felt movies. like some of his movies weren't good. Yeah. Some know? of his movies aren't good. Well, the, I'm not saying he's wrong. I just, how many celebrities are going to admit that? Well, you know I mean? OK. And, and I thought about that because I like almost every movie that he's in. I don't think that he's made necessarily poor, poor product. But I think in his mind, they aren't what he wanted them to be meaningful or yeah. deep enough. Like he, I think. 
Like Sixteen Candles, he made that movie because he wanted to be an actor. An actor, sure. Yeah. And he was sixteen years old. Yes, yeah. but if but it but now if he has his druthers, he's making movies like Fat Man and Little Boy, uh, movies that can inform the consciousness and and sure. well, this kind of thing. When I was looking to the list of his movies, one of them <clears throat> I totally forgot he was in was being John Malkovich. And yeah, oh yeah, I remember he's seeing really that. Yeah. yeah, but that's a really weird. Well, I I think it is. It is. Do you weird think movie. I like that that's one of the ones that he thinks so? Well, it's like it's like anybody, like say a woodworker, you know, uh, he can make popsicle sticks and make a lot of money selling them to the popsicle company. Or, but but an artist is going to want to, I think, mm-hmm. constantly be improving and making more intricate things and have it as a a, a craft. And yeah. I think Cusack is very much into the craft and art uh, and and taking it to a new place kind of act. yes yes and sometimes you got to make popsicle sticks sure to pay yeah. the bills and yeah, i think right. that yeah. i think last the yeah. other day was a popsicle stick you know exactly sitting there now exactly uh i used to fall now I, I do not fault him for this i but i definitely separate because sherry noticed that during the movie now i, I don't know if he like pre-scheduled him because you can schedule your tweets way ahead of time and they can just come out so you don't necessarily have to tweet every tweet right it's the same as everything but during the time that we were watching the movie, several Cusack tweets came out that, you know, she went to his Twitter account. It was because I looked up. I wanted he kept talking or people kept talking about his birthday. So I looked up his name and it pulled up and it said he would he just tweeted something. Okay. So during I the looked, Q&A, you had looked it up because people brought up his birthday. No, I, movie. no, this was when we got but home. During the time of the oh, Q&A, we, when tweets we got of his home, had come out. When we got gotcha. home, it okay. said he had tweeted something three minutes ago. So I said, well, what? I, you know, I don't follow him, so yeah. I went and looked, and and of course I didn't want to read some of the well, he tweeted. Mm. My, my, it's, my it's point all is, political. wait a minute, yeah. but but then I started looking back on his feed. Yes, he had tweeted during the the um, either scheduled him or the tweeted, movie. Yeah, yeah the, during the movie because it said like three hours ago, and I'm like, well, that was during the movie. Yeah, so, so I don't know that. I mean, I, I I would have thought he'd been sitting backstage watching the movie, you know, with the audience, but he may not have been because. To him, he's moved on. That that's something he yeah. did, right? Now, so I respect Cusack, and, and especially after the other night, I think he's a quality person, very patient. I think he's down to earth, and everybody's political opinions are their own. But he is he he has a political stance and is adamant about it, and it may not necessarily coincide sure. with mine some much of the time, uh, and that's fine. I don't get my politics from actors or movies, right? And know. I appreciate him. He pretty much kept. Yeah, and he did not, not say anything except once he said something, and I just kind of looked well, and I said, "Don't go there." Oh, it was well, the heard, Greg Abbott shirt. The Trump, thought, and the Trump thing, yeah, the Trump well, thing. I thought it was Biden and Trump. I thought he talked about both of them. Yes, he is. But okay, Biden, yeah. getting, uh, Trump getting out of jail, and then uh, yeah, he's had a little because because Abbott obviously is so Abbott or Biden, Abbott, Abbott. He, he never a said shirt. anything about Biden. No, he's he is a big fan of Biden. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, most celebrities are Democrats, but yeah, I thought he had. I I I got heard wrong. I guess I thought he. I, I kind of shut talked down. About Biden yeah. Initially, and then like, of course I, I remember the Trump thing because he was like, "Whoa, if I was this, you know, I'd have to own my own tower and then get out of jail." Sure, yeah, yeah. a little bit, but yeah. And yeah. It, it's I'm not saying, okay, you know. But it was two comments out of all of that. So yeah, yes. what yes. I'm saying yeah. is, get but, on a but I'm saying I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to hear it from them because I have I have the way I feel. It might be sure. the same. It might be different. Uh, but I don't want them to go. Right, and, and and he he I think was gracious enough not to turn it into a polit because he right. he knew he was there for a reason and not to politically stomp. Yeah, yeah, uh, because 
I used to follow him on Twitter and I stopped following him. Me just too. Because, just because. Me too. I, I don't even mind that. His, like, I didn't stop following him because his politics were different than mine. I stopped following him because that's that's all he uses his Twitter for is to get his political views out. He doesn't talk about movies or his, what he's doing next or yeah. anything, pers- you know, yeah. to, to sort of get information from a John Cusack. I, he didn't do that. And that's fine. But I, I followed him there for, for yeah. movie stuff or story and stuff. And or- he did not launch into and, and was gracious enough not to, you know, get ugly right. about his politics. That, that scored a lot of points for me because I had a, a agreement with myself. Had it gone there, yeah. I'd have been like, all right, good night. I'm, that, I'm yeah, that was home. me. I, already, I had already yeah, said. If it became this long diatribe. Just, and We're not there for politics. Like politics aside completely out of this. This is just about movies and fun. Sure. And John Cusack, I think knew it or maybe that's well what I, he was he was very professional about the whole thing yeah i, I think yeah. he has his views but i also think that he is down to earth and realizes you know these are not everybody's views and 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 i'm humble enough to to have my views but not bang people over the head with yeah. well know. i'm sure he hears all the stories about a lot of people moving from california well, yeah. to texas so he probably understands with the exception of austin <laughs> yeah he's welcome to move to texas uh, Anytime he wants, because he had mentioned like he it, had mentioned he was thinking about it, and he really liked Austin. And well, that's probably the perfect spot for him. Well, so. Austin, like there is only one. I mean, there's probably other, but Austin is your hard blue. It's a blue district. city. Yeah, like you'll see a sea of red, and there'll be there'll be Travis County, you know, which is fine, you know, whatever. But Austin, keep Austin weird. I'm all about yeah, that. I would say keep Austin weird, so Holly weird will fit right in. You know, sure. Uh, I like Austin. I like the music yeah, scene. So do I. You know, I, I would move there several times. Uh, and yeah. there's uh, conservatives like time, there too. When's the last I time know. you've been to Austin, by the way? We went to the the Die Hard thing. I haven't been down. To, been, oh, I've been since. We went a couple times to, like uh, Kevin Welch is a indie artist I like very much, and he was playing some bars 2020 down. Twenty twenty is when we went. Yeah, yeah. twenty twenty. It's it's changed a little bit. Yeah, well, we went yeah, to the music district, and then we went to that screening. Uh, but even around the the screening, there's a homeless shelter right down the street, and mm-hmm. they are. Out and about, you know, my, my, yeah. there was th- that guy. I still remember, uh, he, he would, we were waiting to go inside the screening of Die Hard, uh, cause the screenwriter did a Q and a after, and this, this guy was walking up and down the street and I'm going to move the mic away because <laughs> his whole pitch for money was, uh, you got $5, give me $5. You got $5 just uh, back and forth, just screaming angry. Give me five dollars, <laughs> but they were everywhere, and I was disappointed by that. I, you wanted to dance, you wanted something, a song. <laughs> no, no, bucks. not by the five dollars. I was disappointed worth. by the the way that they were, the way the homeless situation was out of control, and and that you know that that it was in the midst of of downtown, with there's you know where it's a nice section of town and right. and that that's where the Austin Film Festival is and everything uh you sort of had to push and wade through uh all these homeless people which you know I don't want to get into that something needs to be done uh, but I think yeah I think Austin is cleaning that up and all yeah. that. we went a couple of months ago and I forget why we went we saw the bats at the bridge yeah, and all we, that we, stuff we, we did that a long time ago God, why did we go to Austin Amanda's yeah, gonna kill me. I don't remember. Years ago, I, th- I mean the music it's, scene is it's is way cool. Nice. I would. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so he was very restrained in his in his politics uh, because he is he is definitively not the person not 
in total the person you see in his roles. I think uh, it really was clear to me when he was talking about something and music came up and he was talking about punk rock and yeah. clash and all that. I'm like, oh, and then it clicked in my brain like you were saying he is more of an artist trying to do something that's going to really speak and yes, have something. I think so. That is really what a lot of people who claim punk rock is their favorite music uh, do. Like yeah. that, that, I really see that correlation. So now it really makes sense what John Cusack's trying to do. Yeah. It's yeah. All those fun, crazy comedy movies. Those are cool, but those probably aren't his favorites. Yes. Uh, and, and as his career has gone on, I think, I think Gross Point Blank is a comedy, but it is a dark comedy. Yeah, and, and, he, said and he likes those. Yeah. It's a it's a commentary. Yeah, on, yeah, but it but it's he calls it subversive, meaning it's it's saying something. It, yeah, it well, definitely he helped write is. It, and then yeah, I think that's the question that you were talking about, James, because somebody had asked him about the music on that, and he had you know his input. Yeah, or, he definitely wanted a certain yeah yeah tone and and playlist for that. It was definitely because we watched Gross Point Blank. Of you know, we watched John Cusack movies all week, getting excited for yeah. this. You know, didn't want to tell him that, but right. You know, I wasn't, I'm not a huge John Cusack fan, yeah. I guess you'd say, but it turns out, I guess I kind of am now because I, Gross Point Blake was great. Better Off Dead is yeah, a, a fantastically great, cool movie. It is very, yeah, it's very, now growing up, I watched John Cusack all the time and I always was attracted to his roles because he was the sort of, uh, sort of, uh, underdog loser type who yeah. sort of, who sort of push through and, and manage to come out okay at the end, you yeah, know, a little narcissistic, a little, or not narcissistic. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he, the very Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, like, yes. Talk out loud. Like, oh, God, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Like, uh, but, 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 but not, not necessarily the cool kid, you know, yeah, exactly. Or, or that kind of thing. Um, so I, I always, so he, I, I always have liked this movie said that. And then as he got into more serious roles, because I think, I think, I think, the reason I think he's not a bigger star is because he was so labeled early on mm. with those roles uh, that when he does something dramatic or serious or or dark, was that Identity or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Midnight, Midnight is eh, uh, decidedly not those early roles. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's got more chops than, and hopefully that's changing. But uh, hopefully he's. I think he's got more chops than. Even some of the audience members that we saw the other night believe he has. You know, I don't. Yeah, I think he's a lot more. He has a lot more in the the chamber than a lot of the other people in that audience gave him. Yeah. Credit for like his. The more I watched him, the the variation of all the movies that we watched. Yeah. He's really good. He's really good in all those movies, and I totally have a new respect for him. Anyway. Yeah, and and the fact that he talked more about uh, either some of the submersive subversive movies or his influences like that that uh mil not militant um sort of uh protester priest friend yeah. of his growing up in the six in the 60s where the fact that he talked more about that stuff yeah. than he did 16 candles can sort of reveal his motivations and sort of oh, philosophy sure. of life you know yep. yeah because i think he is so political and this is why i sort of don't hold it against him or don't bat an eye i think he's only that political on the other side because he sees what he perceives as uh, the machine, injustice, yeah. money, money, power, yep. and what it does. Uh, and I think he chooses that side to sort of fight against that coming out of the tradition of the 60s and 70s and yeah, stuff no, like that. Yeah, he talked about the studio systems being like algorithms now. Yes. And he said yeah. it's like fast food. So, so, so I think some of his rants on Twitter uh, 
I've been like, okay, I, you know, that's fine. But it, I think it comes from a place that is honest as opposed to some of these talking heads on the news channels and this mm-hmm. kind of, that's kind of thing. I think so. Anyway. Um, well, can I say one thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I kind of was a little disappointed, though, that because a lot of the interviews or type of things that I see on YouTube or yeah. on video, it seems like there's a person that sits with the the star or whatever yeah. and sits there and asks them questions and what are you doing now? What project are you working sure. on? You know, just better questions than what the audience was yeah. asking. And then that lasted what, two seconds? And then the crowd jumps into Well, I think the they wanted the, the crowd to feel like they could interact with him. I understand but I'm that, but that's what I was expecting was a moderator. The dude's well, like, I'm gonna be the moderator. So I thought I thought he would sit down with Cusack and ask some predetermined and ask, questions right. and they would be good ones as opposed to leaving it up to the fucking drunk audience. Right. Yeah, well, because I wanted to know what is he I mean, you know, I wanted Sure. Him to it doesn't he doesn't have to go into detail about sixteen candles because yes, he wasn't in it that much, but he was in it more than I was I remembered. Yeah, more than I remembered, yeah. But um and then let me mention one other thing. Uh one thing I did really like what he said, and I totally agreed with him, was it makes a difference when you sit in an audience oh, watching yeah. a movie, especially one that, that you've seen a dozen times. And you know all the lines, and you sit there with other people that are the same way. And I sat there and laughed at that movie more. Yeah, sure. Than I did watching. Yeah, the audience, the uh, the cheering when Joan came on. I, 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 we'll talk about her when we get to the movie or whatever. But yeah, the various points, you know, the cheering and people knew what was coming but still loved it. Like the ending, as soon as uh, yeah. Jake is revealed, you know. Oh, that yeah, I love that, I, that scene. You know, it yeah. gets you it's still. I I just, I think it still gets you or whatever. Um, but, yeah, but uh, that was that was my my main thoughts about the Q and A. Yeah, was you know his comment about that, and then just being a little disappointed that there well, wasn't. When we went to see the uh, the Die Hard and with the screenwriter, uh, it was an Austin Film Festival event. They do stuff all year, not just in October. So this was one one of those things in December because Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, but it was an Austin Film Festival event, so they had a, a representative from Austin Film Festival sitting on the stage with the screenwriter, pre-checked questions or questions that yeah. they wanted, and it lasted uh, about an hour maybe, uh, which I was fine with how long it went. I thought he was very gracious, but a lot of it was just, you, especially when the audience would groan at the questioner or the question and felt like, because a lot of times I Talking felt like they were wasting time. It was it yeah. was a misuse of his time, a misuse of our time. Well, that one lady that was like, I'm going to ask you this personal question. You can back uh. up like you had mentioned that before. It's like, yeah, that stuff. I I lay the the blame at the feet of the uh, the venue promoter. Yeah. The the person that put all this together. For sure. Uh, Jeff Skin Wade, uh, local. Uh, he works for the Eagle. He's one of the on air personalities. I got you. They probably paid him five hundred bucks. Like, hey, host this event. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't put together properly. It, yeah. it really wasn't. And I blame the person who sure. booked the event, booked Mr. Cusack, booked the movie. See, I was but, under the impression that Cusack picked the movie and was doing this himself. Right. But he he was like, I don't know why they picked this one. I'm only in it. I'm like, well, oh, really? Minute, yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody called and say, hey, we're gonna do movies in different amphitheaters around. We're gonna pay you X amount of money to come and do a Q and A afterwards, yeah. just like a Comic Con event, just like a yeah. signing and all that stuff. 
he got paid a pretty chunk of change. And when he walked out onto that stage yeah. and saw a chair and a bottle of water, yeah. I, I could read it from as far back as we were that he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like yeah. You could tell, like, oh, we're just going to ask. Okay. Yeah. Now, and, 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 and like I said, he was very gracious and down to earth because uh, he, he was there for the duration. Like, uh, he didn't. He was paid that check. No, no, right, but but, yeah, but but he never showed a, an ounce of nope. being fucking annoyed right. or he was professional. Hey, I'm not going to answer yeah. that question. Next question, like he didn't do any of that. Right, professional. But, which, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have. I've been like, what right. the fuck? I would have lost my shit on stage, and people would have seen. I could see it when he walked out on, uh, like I said, walked out and he saw that one yeah. chair off stage left. Like it wasn't even in the center of the stage; it was yeah. off left, up towards the front of the stage. He was yeah. like, what the hell? Oh, I feel like a weirdo sitting, like yeah, an I interrogation. Think, yeah, I guess he didn't make a slight comment about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like an interrogation. But yeah, to your, I didn't think about it, but I guess, yeah, I guess what you're saying, at that point he realized, oh, this isn't a normal, where the moderator's going to ask me questions. Right. I'm being thrown to the wolves. Right. Yeah, Ooh, and when uh, they get my face on. I'd be very interested. the Comic-Cons they do, there's a person up there yeah. doing the panel. It's okay, all let's handled. take it to the audience. You know? One question way down there, you already have the microphone, one of our people Yeah, I was I was looking you. for the microphones in the aisles, but you know, me like too. left and right. and Right. Yeah, that that seemed not a just line up here and then get back in line. Like you, you didn't even. It wasn't even limited to staying in line because the one annoying lady got back in line. Oh, and when she got up there, she goes, "I'm back." I'm like, "Fucking." Well, I was I was trying to rack my brain. Again, I'm not good in crowds and all that. My brain doesn't work as well as it does most of the time. But I was racking my brain, and I was like, "Okay, if the line gets low enough, I'll run down there and maybe get in line. If I can think of something, maybe think of something yeah. in line." But I kept peering down and the line kept getting longer and longer and staying the same. And then the people started asking stupid questions and, oh, it's you again. And yeah, because I, I, I was looking, there was a guy in a red shirt and he was the last one in line. I'm like, OK, this is cool. And then a few minutes later, I looked down and there was like 15 more people behind him. I'm like, well, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. There's no limit. I really <laughs> racked my brain on what kind of question I would have even asked. And then yesterday, as if an epiphany. I thought of a question. Yeah. What would you, what was your? I really would have introduced myself. Hey, James podcast. Yeah. We do the podcast. Here's what it's called. We break it down based off of Save the Cat, Blake yeah. Snyder. What? How? Essentially, our podcast is cracking the beats of our favorite movies. Yeah. You're a writer. Do you have a system of how you write? Is you know obviously Blake Snyder, Save the Cat is one of many. Yeah. What would you use? Yeah. Uh, what are some of the the movies that you? Some of your favorite movies. Uh, God, I can't even. See, it's it's three questions basically. What movie would you recommend for our podcast to review <laughs> yeah. based on us cracking beats? Yeah. How do you personally yeah. write the stories cracking the beats? Yeah. And uh, how do you pick a story that you don't write that you're going to? Yeah, no, that's do? cool. Because like, I, what do you look for in those? My, like, if I was going to ask any question, which I I I I absolutely avoid meeting my heroes. I don't absolutely. I, if I just don't want to talk to them because I don't want it to be crushed i want to have cusack in my mind as 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 the teen actor as as the artist uh, i'm very impressed with him the other night i want to keep that what do you what did you say yesterday on the stairs i said never meet your heroes and yeah. you're like shit never meet your fans yeah that's what i said <laughs> yeah, right yeah. well yeah you're after sure. that like fucking hell. after that yeah yeah well, like, sure. man if they're paying you like hopefully he ripped somebody's ass you know i'm ever, not doing a fucking venue like this ever again if every person that ever walked up to you handed you 50 bucks i am so glad to meet you you'd be like okay <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. cool whatever whatever crazy shit you're gonna say fine 50 right. bucks and so he was very gracious and, and genteel about it now uh, along your lines 
if I were to, I'd want to very much know his his creative process, especially the writing. I'd yes. like how do you know how do you yeah absolutely. I didn't want to, and then as soon as I thought of that question yesterday, post event, yeah, I was like, I probably would have broke his fucking brain. Yeah. Walking up there with a question like that after somebody's like, "What's your favorite food?" Well, that, 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 your right. smell well like? that twelve-year-old had a better question. Yeah, about like, fat man and little boy, you know, whatever. At least it was right. Um, you know, I, that would have been such a Let's gear shift. Eleven-year-old or whatever she it was, it was a girl, well, right? He probably would yeah. have enjoyed the question. Yeah. Probably would have answered it thoroughly. Way yeah. better questions than some of these. Adults. And I thought it was interesting. Yes. There were there were a couple of kids, a twelve-year-old, and then there was like another. He's like eighteen or yeah. Well, yeah. there was two two children like essentially. Oh, no, that's two. right. And and he asked them the same question. It's, one was like thirteen. One was twelve. Say. And you know how old are you? I'm twelve. How's that? How's it going for how's you? How's it going? You mad at anybody? Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, because he later said that he thought that it, that he would prefer not to have the idea that you got to jump into the workforce and 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 become right, a. Right. You, know, uh, you don't have so to I know think him everything asking, and figure. Yes, have everything fucking figured. And out. so him asking, well, how's it, how's it going as a twelve year old? You know, uh, joking, tongue in cheek, but but really understanding that that. This kid is probably in the most tumultuous time of his life. Yeah. How, you know, yeah. which, which shows a deeper sort of understanding than what's your favorite food, you know? Sure. So Cusack, I, I, like back to the circle back around is, is not the guy, solely not the guy that we see in the movies, probably a thinking, working artist. He is a sitting behind, I, I get the vibe from him is he is an everyday work a day writer, actor, yes. producer. Who he wants he, to add something to the conversation. He's trying to do whatever he can do. To scratch the itch of the art, sure, and but, I think that's awesome. But wants yeah. to add, so I feel like he wants to add something to the conversation, which is why he doesn't necessarily go back and watch Sixteen Candles. I don't know that right. he thinks that does add something to the conversation. Why yeah. did they pick this movie? You know, he even he said that. Why yeah. did they pick Sixteen Candles? I'm barely in it. Yeah, no, I'm remembering his his uh, his answer now to the. I think I don't know if it was the 11 year old or the 13 year old, yeah. the kid that had asked about what Marvel character would you play. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Excuse me, I think you played that wonderfully. Like he answered, like staying true to himself. Yeah. And then, but without like offending the kid, because the kid's what Marvel character? And sure. he goes, uh, I want to be SpongeBob man. Yeah. You know, so like he's not interested in that Marvel shit. You know no, I mean? no. Speaking to what we're talking about as far as him being an artist. Well, SpongeBob is subversive. Now, oh, yeah. if you watch SpongeBob, there's there's jokes, I think, that aren't. Okay, that's true. But it, like SpongeBob's not a Marvel character, right? And so like, I think that's why, you know, he's sure. was. You know, no, no, he's, he's really I, interested in playing any Marvel character, you know. Well, he'd be, be a good, he'd be an interesting Bruce Wayne, <laughs> right? He really right. would be. I, I think that's dark enough that it might attract his attention. Yeah, somehow, I think so because that, that's a very. Uh, I mean, at least that, a younger yeah, one. I mean, yeah, they give him a script and some zeros in his bank account. Yeah. I uh, well, know. I don't know that he would take it. He might take it with enough zeros. Anybody would take it, but I think I think Bruce Wayne is conflicted and dark enough. Sure. As mm -hmm. you know, because because if I was to really like a, a superhero probably batman would be it because he's the anti-hero he's the dark knight yeah he's my favorite his yeah. only superpower is money right yeah yeah sure <laughs> he's uh, got a lot of money yeah right well, and he's super smart yeah i know right but i know he's, I know he's a vigilante batman. dark and i think that yeah you know he's not maybe a younger cusack in his 20s would have played a really good young bruce wayne I don't sure. know about Cusack in his mid fifties. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's got it. I'm good. No, with, no, I'm I, good I don't think that. Older Batman. That's fine. I don't remember the actor, but he was up. He was asked if he would if he would play uh, James Bond. Now I like James Bond, the character, the movies, or whatever. But he he saw that as absolutely no challenge. And why would I want to make the same movie over and over again? He didn't see that, mm -hmm. and I can't remember the actor. But he did not see that as really a challenge to his skills or his his vision of what. He wanted to do as an actor. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, 
because it is it's a franchise cookie. So I think I think Cusack I think is is always looking to add something or to challenge himself or to feel like he's moving the conversation or whatever. No, and that's what I was gonna say earlier when you'd made a comment about his the trajectory of his career. Yeah. Like, you know, you said you maybe he'd be bigger because he was if he hadn't been typecast. Yeah. And I think that's probably, you know, somewhat true, but it could also be like his choice of roles. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who, who's to say he wasn't offered some of this stuff and he passed on it because he was it felt right. the same way like you're talking about with this guy with James Bond. He well, he, was like, no, that's he had not said that about uh Pulp Fiction. Somebody had asked Oh yeah. You were in, in line for Pulp Fiction. What happened there? And he said he met Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino told him everything about the movie, and then that was it. Yeah, like I don't know if they ever, if he ever even technically offered it to him. Yeah, it's well, not like he was just feeling him out to me. Like, and then he took off, and he goes, "Yeah, I never heard from him again." Well, I saw <laughs> like, the I saw the the sheet or whatever of, of Pulp Fiction. He had potential actors and what character oh, yeah? they would play. John Cusack was the role of Lance. The guy, the Eric one that was Stoltz into character. Eric Stoltz, that was that. written for John Eric's, Cusack, according that. to that note. Yeah, uh, but John Cusack. What was, was he awesome. in the movie? The, he was the, the drug, drug dealer, dealer. The, the the prank caller, prank caller. You know, when they stab Uma yeah, Thurman they, yeah, with the needle. Gives him oh, oh, his, his house. Yeah, he comes back to his house. Eric Stoltz. Into his house. Yeah, yeah. And I think Stoltz was a good choice for that. Yeah, yeah. but John Cusack, that would have been. Yeah, Cusack could have done it. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. And yeah. then I was thinking Travolta's character when I heard the question asked. I was like, was he up for Travolta's character? That's interesting. Well, he was up for that one. Like he, and according to the notes, written for Lance, but also under consideration for Pumpkin. That went to uh, not Eli Roth. God, what is his name? Pumpkin and Honey Bunny. Oh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim. I mean, but Pulp Fiction is perfect. No, no. Uh, that's like what I'm John saying. Cusack, I think that'd have been cool, but no. I think I'd be. I in fact, I'd be hard to imagine anybody other than those people play. And, and so yeah. at that point, it tells me they got the. He got it right. right yeah. Guys, yeah. But, but I think Cusack in a, Tar- in a Tarantino film sounds great. Like I hope yeah. that happens. You know, I guess he got one shot. I think I was going to say there one, one more. more? Movie. Yeah, he's making one more movie. Yeah, he says so, he yeah. Imagine Tarantino's words falling out of Cusack's mouth and rambling style. Yeah, no, he that did. Be... Like, he didn't do an impression, but you could hear it. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. That'd uh, be interesting. Yeah, neurotic. Think... Neurotic is the word I was looking for before when yeah. I said narcissistic. Neurotic. John Cusack's got that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, ter- uh, I read something about Tarantino in an interview or whatever just recently. He's, you know, what what is the movie now? Uh, he doesn't agree that a movie should be something you show on Apple. You know, right? And and I and to some degree, I I, I buy that because uh, you know, one part of me I don't have Apple, but I have Netflix and, and Paramount and all that. But at the same time, there is something about the experience. We were talking the other day that we almost miss going to Blockbuster because you know you you're sort of walking the aisles and making your selection and and talking about movies. Sure. With, I don't know. It's just yeah, you know, the rose colored glasses sure. of we, Blockbuster. Nobody ever brings up the feeling of. I'm going to go get the new Tom there. Cruise movie, and it's not there. Yeah, there's 50 copies. 1,700 all... copies, but not And one. I got to wait three weeks. You, know? you finally get it, and then when you get it home, the fucking, you know, Muppets is in there instead of the <laughs> sure. Tom Cruise movie. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I'm with you. I, I miss Blockbuster. It, it, yeah, it's, it's a communal kind of, it's very thing. People yeah, will never know that experience. Right. You know? And you were there with everybody else who wanted to watch a movie, and we would, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I remember when a sequel would come out, the original would be rented out sure. as well. Like, I mean, just stupid shit like that. You know, it's like like now if you look, oh, I don't know, I guess I, I look at it like a new movie is that like uh, right now we've got the Mission Possibles and Indiana Jones coming out. I guarantee you those are trending on on like Apple. Oh, stuff. sure. Yeah. People yeah. go back and they find them. And and, I, and and some of the streamers have have tried to sort of recreate the communal process. I know on Netflix, I know on Prime, there's a button you can hit 
like party view where you hit it. And so you, you at your home, you at your home and me at my home, we could all watch it simultaneously on prime. Interesting. Uh, never done that. As a, yeah, I've never either. Netflix has it and prime has, it. I don't know if the others thing. So we could have like a, a watch party, right? But each be in our own home. So if I paused it, it would pause on all your screens, I guess. I don't know. And then I guess you could chat. I don't know how it works, but it's the idea of recreating the theater experience on your individual screens, which, yeah. you know. That's cool and all. But I, I think sitting in a room, like Sherry was saying, I meant I was going to bring it up too, is sitting in the theater yeah. watching 16 Candles or any other movie and when it's a communal experience. Watching 16 Candles at home. Yeah. I was like, man, there's a lot of pause breaks and yeah. like weird, like there's a line said, then it's a little long. Seeing it in the theater with other people, yeah. the laughter, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I was supposed to be laughing there. Yeah, no, no, the, the, the interaction was definitely humor. But. As much as the, <laughs> yeah, to me, that was yeah. as much, because uh, now we'll talk about this when we get to Lebowski, but. I think 16 Candles was a lot of people's Lebowski in that movie because people, to when I was standing up especially, I heard people just reciting lines yeah. full. Automobile. You know, yeah. yeah uh, real, as if, like, they, I mean, this was their movie and they yeah, knew the lines me. and were... Yeah, that surprised uh, me a lot. Like, I yeah. was, uh, yeah, I guess I'd underestimated how many people yeah. love this movie and... Yeah. yeah I, mean, I know the it, line, but to hear it kind of as a chorus yeah. pointing right. at a screen, and, and, it's... It's yeah, cool. It was unique. Yeah. And and when like when Joan would come up like that, I, I I her scene on the bus with uh Mike Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ring. Oh, yeah. It's just those three. Uh she doesn't say she, she never says actual sentences or words in this movie. It's all sort of under her breath, one word here and there, yeah. like with, with the water fountain and all. But her that I think she stole that scene. Like I know mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall and Molly, but her reactions and just her incredulity at how dumb he was. It's just, she, she really yeah. has got comedic chops, man. Oh, yeah. She, without saying a word, she can just... Right. I, all my attention was focused on her, you know? I, I like how Cusack like, pointed that out, too. He was very, you know, yeah. spoke very well of his sister. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess most people probably speak well of their, their siblings, I guess, if they're... Yeah, but I think he really respects term, her yeah, as agreed. a... Yeah, like a mentor one almost. Was, yeah. One guy was trying to lead him, saying, "You know, do y'all like say, all right, I'm only going to do this movie if if my sister does it or whatever." And and, and Cusack was like, "No, no, no. like I, you know, she started before me, and she's got the chop." She oh was, yeah, like, yeah. He was like, I, "I'm just, I get out of the way and let her do her thing." Yeah, she's I gonna steal the scene, so let her do it. You know, I love, I love her in Gross Point Blank. The, mm-hmm. And he said, you know, she played my boss and this kind of thing. But but she she is every bit as enjoyable to watch as Cusack in that movie. And and in Sixteen Candles, I think she's probably one of my favorite parts. Right. I think so. Yeah, you know, the two or three scenes, and they're all sort of physical comedy scenes. And she has very little dialogue. The, the anyway, we'll get into that when we talk about Sixteen Candles. Yeah, so I was impressed with Cusack. I enjoyed the evening. Um, I think the audience was the weakest link. Uh, I agree. You know, so if you go into these things, you know, these stars are not your friends. You're not best friends. You respect their time. Uh, admire their work, be respectful of right. everything they've done to enhance your life. Well, can you I know? say something? You you talked about you you not might not want to meet your heroes. Yeah. Well, my fear is I don't want to meet someone and then as I walk away, they think, God, what an idiot. Yeah. Right. yeah. So Cusack doesn't know me, so he doesn't think I'm an idiot. So that's something. Well, <laughs> I, I can I let I can try to help you. I know it's I can tell you, but it's your belief. It's a hard thing to change. Most people, when they meet you, they're actually glad to see you. Sure. They're like, thank you for being a fan. You help pay my bills. It's people like you. And then once that's over, they don't remember you at all. Yeah, sure. Thank goodness. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, 
I think Kudak's going to remember some of these fucking dumbass. Well, I think he'll remember that there was face to a name. He eventually, in years past, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, Fort Worth." There's some right. I was doing a one time, and yeah, but I don't think Fort Worth was a unique experience. I think everywhere he goes, there's these bimbos. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which I think speaks to why again why he was probably able to handle it so well because he's okay. Uh, this is thirty the minutes. Going this is going to be over. Yeah, well, there, me, there's the. I think it's the groupy, the groupy mentality. Like even, I, we went and saw the Eagles before Glenn Fry died, which I'm very grateful. But I, I remember standing out in the uh, the entrance to the theater, you know, where the concessions are and everything. And I can remember just standing there, either waiting on chair to come out of the restroom, or maybe she went off to buy something. I don't. I was. I remember standing there, and there's these people standing around talking and using like. Glenn Fry's name and 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 all the, the band members' names on a first like they knew them on a first name basis and oh yeah he yeah. was up in blah 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 the other day and there's this yeah. mentality that they know me they love me and and I'm part of their inner circle well no right. you're not you're that's that's part of the problem with celebrity and the 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 most concise way I can say it is an interview with Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Yeah, he goes, "God help us if a groupie walked backstage and we were drinking a glass of milk." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to be drinking Jack Daniels sure. or in Motley Crue. You always have to on, do you know? do do do. <laughs> That's what people expect. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it, it's it's an audience thing. It's it's us being fans. We have to realize these are people. Yeah. These are normal people just doing their jobs. It is bizarre as shit to them that they can like Philip, he could write something on his computer and then walk out to the grocery store and then people are all over him. Yeah. I never wanted to be that famous. I wanted no, to be no. able to write stuff, write songs, have people play them. Yeah. And then go to the grocery store. Well, and nobody know who the hell I am. I'm always perfectly happy with that. I've always told Chris like if we ever sold a script, take get, here's the script, give me my money. Bye. Right. <laughs> I'm not even sure I'd want to do rewrites at that point and be part of that machine. Give me my money and I'll write the next one, uh, you know, because yeah. it just seems like because there is the glitter uh, of of the Hollywood and it's, you know, but the reality, I think, is there's a, the reality is nothing like. No. Well, the the glitter that is put on it. You know? you know, I've been watching a lot of interviews with Nickelback because they are on tour. Yeah. And I got so tickled at one of the questions that someone asked them is who in the band is more the typical rock star? And of course they point to Chad, the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Uh he's single or whatever. Yeah. You know, he's more he was of a married party. to Avril Lavigne for a little while. Yeah, two years. I think it was. <laughs> She's she is a freaking. I, I'm their friend. My YouTube yeah. stream has been run. Hey, Philip, over and populated oh, yeah. with. But see, I want to do the meet and greet because I am I, there. I, no, I, I'm just. I, I'm years, just kidding. Three months and six days. <laughs> I've been married to Chad Kroger. You just don't know. It. <laughs> That's right. I just. But, um, well, she needs anyway, her own YouTube account because I'll have my videos, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, gotta get through all this to get to what. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to say. Okay, go ahead. But but. Ryan, uh, the you know the guitar player, he's like, well, I clean out my own gutters, and I'm so, sitting there going, what? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, they right. talk about going to pick up their kids at school. It's right. totally normal when yeah. they're not on tour. Let me <laughs> let me tell you just a little bit of behind the scenes of music. Yeah, when you're on tour. It is 23 hours of boredom, one hour of show. Sure, yeah, makes sense. And then, so it's easy to get into the drugs, into the celebrity. Well, that's one thing I appreciate about them because they actually wrote a song about, and I didn't realize it until someone asked the question. It's about doing cocaine, and they had to go ask people, 
Well, is this well, yeah. does this make sense? Because they they don't do drugs. Yeah. Now they drink, but they don't do well, drugs. And, and but they sweat. Wait a minute, I'm not, not done. And then, don't interrupt Nickelback. And then, and then <laughs> the other question was to the drummer Daniel. He, uh, someone asked him. You know, they saw him out in public, and they're like, "Where are the other guys?" It's like he said. We don't like hang out 24-7. Yeah, right. You know, we sure. have our own life. Yeah, so. usually when you're on tour, like I said, 23 hours, one hour one hour of show or two hours, yeah. however you want to do the hours. When you're at home, it's like you're it's like you're here on a day off. You got sure. shit to do. You you're got right. Except to do. for Ch- Chad has the, the studio in his home. Yeah, sure. I would so. love to have that studio he has. It looks so beautiful. Well, <laughs> and then and then early on, and I guess like and, and this is the fan thing, like um the whole idea of them being posers, right? Because he'll write songs about cocaine and drugs, but he doesn't do cocaine and drugs. And he'll say in interviews, they're stories. I'm writing a song yeah. and it's a story about a guy. I and, and and so for people to say, well, you know, you sing about all oh, these drugs and you don't do drugs, you're a poser. Well, if I did all those drugs, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. I'd be right. Merle Haggard. That's right. And the other thing is, he, if he you has do all those song, drugs, you'll be dead. You yeah. know? He has that song about a kid um, watching his mother go through abuse from his father and he, he says that his dad will say everyone thinks i abused your mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, you know, anyway and that's the problem is people they can't separate the they, artists they lay the them that over yes, their favorite they, people yeah and i and think they, that think they, they like, know them yeah because me myself personally james hetfield from metallica is that for me yeah and i have to be very if i ever have the chance to meet him or talk to him i got to be very uh, sure coherent of that my question would honestly be like, hey, when you go tour Europe, how do you fix your sleep schedule? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be something like, so, oh, well, let me tell you about that. Because yeah. I had, because well, I think that's the kind of thing they would want to answer, well, not just, oh my God, I love you. What were you thinking when you wrote this sure. 40 years ago? Well, you can, can, I, can I say what I would sure. say? I, I already have a question. Okay, or I already have a story. If Chad Kroger's listening, go for it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I actually posted this on one of their sites. <laughs> Okay. That I have their songs. I have two songs set for my uh, alarm alarm in the morning, and I'm bad about sleeping through my alarm. Me too. So one time, one of their songs was playing over and over (laughs) and over, and and I thought he was in hell. No, literally, like, and I'm I am in my dreams, going walking around with all of the band, and I'm going talking to them about, well, how you kids doing? You know, just, you know, conversation like that. And then I'm like, they keep playing your song over and over. Why do they keep playing your song over and over? And then I wake up. Yeah, sure. That's what you would tell them? That's not a question. No, I said that's something oh. I would have to tell them. Oh, that story. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. snuck into the, your, yeah. yeah. Well, they have, a, yeah, they have yeah. a greet and meet. Anyway. And I, but, bet they're, I bet they're less expensive than Metallica. Right. Yeah. Metallica meet and greets are like three grand a piece. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I don't. My buddy, my buddy that's in another band, he did it and met all of them. I was oh. like, I am so jealous. Yeah, sure. So jealous. Well, you could tell, going to your point about asking them questions, you could tell that Cusack would almost come alive when he got a question right. that sort of was meat for him, like his background or his writing process or, you know, something like that. Uh, just as, as Just as you would come alive, you would come alive if they thought, Hey, what are your thoughts on breaking the story beats of oh, yeah. something in here? You'd be like, oh, the next well, 30 yeah. minutes we would be. That's why we have this podcast. Yeah. Is because it is something we are excited about. You guys are excited about. Uh, I think John Cusack, again, this is, I guess, to everybody listening more is have that kind of respect for the celebrities or the yeah. people that you appreciate their artwork 
And if you do have a chance to ask him a question, don't be one of those gusher people. Like ask sure. him a legit question that makes him come to life because they they get hundreds of those bullshit yeah, right. questions and every day of their life. It goes down to self-awareness. I think a lot of those people have no self. It's like driving on the highway. You could tell some people are surprised that there's anybody else on the road but them. Some people asking those questions thought that they were just the, they were going to be the highlight of the show with this question, you know? Right. And they have no self-awareness. John um, knows I exist. He's going to be talking about me later. Yes. Oh, he's going to be talking about you later. <laughs> right. Believe me. Uh, he doesn't know your name or care, but he'll be talking about yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, a little self-awareness and perspective could be helpful anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, that's why I had that question pop up into my brain of something I could ask him way too late. Sure. Well, but I think that he would have really possibly come to life on that kind of. Yeah, if, if it's because so. it, it engages him as a, as opposed to somebody I have to put up with to get the next person. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. So well, all in all, good time. Though. I, 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 it was a good time. Yeah. And our first of many field trips as a podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, because I, uh, I don't know what the future holds, but but Texas has definitely got the eyes of many in the industry because there are. A lot of people moving here uh, from California. She was watching something this morning, uh, and the ratio is something like uh, two to one of people moving here versus people moving to California. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, a huge trend, especially from around 2017 on. There's this influx. And just because of, of the cost of living and, and all of that uh, is the big draw. But the industry is looking and you, like you said, this thing in Mansfield and everything, I think there's going to be a lot more of that kind of filming and, and industry locating here for whatever yeah. reason, you know, hopefully we're not priced out of our homes and taxes get too much. Well, what I was thinking is like, as you know, this becomes, you know, if this becomes the California, right. Cause everybody's moving here yeah. and everything goes up. Then we moved to California and That's what I'm had that the nice weather too. and all the fucking all of a sudden, are gone. Now, you can, now get, you can get four times your house. Right. Right. If I, let me tell you, this money spends better in California all of a sudden. Is it, yeah, you know? right. You know, uh, I, I don't know. Well, I, I, they definitely have the weather and it's beautiful out there. In some parts. Yeah. Sure. I, I would live in San Diego. I would want to live in Bakersfield. You know, Bakersfield is high desert. It's not terrible, but it's, it's you know, not not San Diego. Not San Diego is all right. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times. Never yeah, been. I liked where we lived. Oceanside, yeah, it was right yeah, outside Oceanside. of San Diego. Oceanside, yeah, that's where I visited visited my brother when he was in the Marines. Yeah, and that was when I got into the ocean. Tasted like pickles. <laughs> I was like, this tastes like pickles. This sucks. <laughs> I was seventeen. Like, sure. no. This wasn't recently. No, right. <laughs> it was yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. The Pacific, right? Yeah. All right. Anything else about uh, you said? Excited for the next time we get to do something. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, I guess that was my point that that there probably will be more events like this, especially now that uh, Dallas Fort Worth is the fourth largest metroplex in the country. So economically, things like this are not going to be able to ignore. Well, even area. Fort Worth has their own, um, what is it called? A movie um, festival? Mm. Well, yeah, they're, yeah, the Lone yeah. Star Art uh, what is movie festival. Austin, yeah, film festival. Yeah, film yeah. festival, yeah. Yeah, Austin, Fort Worth, Dallas, they have all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I want to be traveling to Dallas for too much stuff. No, no. I, no, I, I would go to Austin before I go to Dallas. I don't like Dallas. I'm sorry. I mean, Austin is, the, their film festival is world-renowned. I, I, Fort Worth is certainly not. Well, but, you know. Let me take that back. It's not that I don't like Dallas. I like Dallas. 
I don't like driving. Yeah. No, that, that's Dallas. exactly what it is. It's driving in Dallas yeah. and around Dallas. It, it's, no. it's the drive. Because you can literally tell a difference when you leave Fort Worth and you get to Arlington, it gets yeah. a little bit worse. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you get to Dallas, you're it's like the, I call it like the cannonball run. And I know that's an old reference, old movie. Oh, no, I got it. Okay. Well, you like you said, just make Ubering part of the the budget for that event. You know? well, that we don't. We, none of us have I've to never, drive. I still don't want to be I've even just done, on the highway. Yeah, <laughs> I've never done that. James, like I'm not even riding in a car. Yeah. <laughs> that train that runs yeah, right at Fair Park. I've done that. Now, that might be all right. Con, it's all right. Cusack was a little surprised. Drive ways to get to where you can get on, but yeah, he asked if there was. Is there some rivalry between Fort Worth and yeah, Dallas? Yeah, because yeah, which I thought was cool, and nobody yeah. answered him because yeah, because everybody was talking about you know fuck Dallas and Fort Worth where it's at. And, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, there was well, a they, few people in there from Austin and Dallas. Yeah, that came in. Yeah, and if they uh, asked better questions in Dallas, he's probably gonna think, well, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, a lot of those people said they were from Dallas. Asked stupid ass questions. Yeah, sure. No, so. Dallas. Is, uh, I think I think Fort Worth is. Like there, I would like to live in either Fort Worth, Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, Austin, or San Antonio. Those like the, I think those are the three gems of the state. I, Dallas, I got no use for. I think Fort Worth is every bit of uh, the new Austin. Yeah, I guess you'd say. I think it could be. Yeah, Sundance is pretty cool. I'd like to see a, a music row or something down there, where we could get the clubs, the, the 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 local joints like Austin has, where we could get these really cool independent artists to come in and stuff. Hey, you know what? If you uh, take all the big money that you get. We can open up our own little theater. Yeah. And then uh, we can do events like that. Sure. I always wanted a small movie theater to do screenings and events. That'd be awesome. Kevin, the Kevin Smith thing really inspired me. I'm like, dude, we could do uh, yeah. name a movie and bring in a screenwriter, an actor, or whatever sure. from that. And Absolutely. I, uh, I, I, I said that years ago. I think that's really the future yeah. of events like that is because you can you can literally sit in your house and watch a movie with better screens oh, better yeah. things whatever than the well, old sherry old made theaters. the point of like i was a, a little disappointed in the size of the screen they had it at yeah, that it was small uh because perspective wise our tv was we got a bigger picture because we were closer to it obviously but it was a, a bigger more positive viewing experience on the tv we had than what we got at the theater now i understand the interaction made it very cool, but I was a little surprised because they had a full size screen at the Die Hard thing, and the sound sounded really good though. At the th- well, yeah, I, I was there, worried the, the sound size. was going to be bad, like because the yeah. size of the screen were so far away. And then I think James, you'd made a comment there was no subtitles. So I was like, yeah, if we can't hear this thing yeah, sure. and there's no subtitles, we're screwed. Right. Well, the sound was but a bit was, boomy was, in spots. Yeah, it's louder. You know that. Like I didn't ever have well, to me, the average per, the average have any, yeah, listener yeah, hearing yeah, it. That yeah. that auditorium wasn't. Meant to be just no, it was built in the 1800s, man. And I think those seats are probably the original. People were shorter back then, I guess. Oh my god, Um, and skinnier, but also, uh, yeah, my my was oh, yeah, my knees were killing me. The audience knew every line, you didn't really need any of the sound. No, no, it was a very cool interactive experience. I, I, it was, but if you could have something that's tailored for that, yeah, absolutely, yeah, the Die Hard thing was better on that. The I remember the picture quality of Die Hard not being as, as good as what we saw. Right, I th- they probably right. used actual yeah it, film it, it, or whatever because yeah, it, looked like, Cause it, it yeah. looked like a yeah some uh, for sixteen candles it looked like somebody hit play on a DVD player they it might really have probably, they're very likely it was, it was a on a big screen but yeah. they just hit play because yeah. Universal and it boom Blu-ray yeah. it could have been Blu-ray I don't know. but either way it great experience I think yeah, it was very cool oh <laughs> anyway um all right so are we gonna get into the review we want to do what we're movie are we reviewing we'll take half a break. Yeah, we could t- let's take a break because that's basically a full. Let's stretch our legs and we'll come back. And we'll do uh, 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's noon. I can eat an oatmeal cookie. Notable quotables. Yes. And then uh, we'll talk about 16 candles. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right, we'll pause on this. Like, I, I started thinking about, like, rules of etiquette at one of these things. Don't be a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of the umbrella. They should probably have a breathalyzer at the, on the line when well, you go up for your question. Yeah, I mean, Cusack said you can go to Hollywood and knock on doors if you want, or... Yeah. As far as getting back to Cusack, I think that was rock solid. Yeah. He was he was very professional about the whole thing. Yeah, I, yeah no, like he that. talked about the studio system being like algorithms now. Yes. It's, yeah. it's like fast food. So I kind of was a little disappointed, though, that one thing I did really like, what he said... What happened there? And he said he met Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino... And I got so tickled at one of the questions. That I said, never meet your heroes. And yeah. you're like, shit, never meet your fans. Yeah, that's what I said. 